Welcome back, everybody. It is Two Spot Monkeys Live. I'm Jim, and I am joined, as always, by the esteemed Tom Bobo. Tom, how are you doing? I'm awesome, and I'm not so sure that I'm esteemed. I uh, I want to uh, I want to take a minute just to to laugh at myself uh, when we recorded earlier this month, and we looked at the calendar in the long view. It looked like we were going to record almost every week this month, and then wouldn't you know? Here we are coming back after a week hiatus because work and life got in the way. So listeners, thanks for hanging with us. Um, and again, if it's one thing you've heard about, heard from my lips on this podcast, it's uh, uh, about half the time I'll be, I'll be right on something. Uh, and the other half, um, you can just dismiss it right away. Unless we're talking about head to head picks. And then there we go. Good. There <laughs> we go. And that's why we're here today. That's part of the reason why we're here today. It is. And, and we also had this feeling that we were going to have all this time to to talk about everything except head-to-head picks. And, and here we are, and it's time to do head-to-head picks. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, the main crux of today's show is going to be looking at the Royal Rumble uh, that's coming up this Sunday evening, afternoon. I don't even know when the pre-show starts. Is it an hour or two hours before? The main uh, show seven, and I, but I haven't seen anything about when the pre-show or the whatever, the, the lead-up, if you will. Kickoff or whatever, yeah. Yeah, kickoff. Um, which, I'll be honest, I rarely watch the kickoff. I usually just start it at the pay-per-view unless there's a match I really want to see on the kickoff or I'll go back and watch it afterwards kind of thing. Cause uh, it just usually doesn't work time frame wise. So the rumble coming up, I, I don't know about you, Tom. I love the Royal rumble. I have since year one when it was on the USA network and hacksaw Jim Duggan of all people won the dumb thing. Um, <laughs> Those early years before they did the title shot, I love that it is that it's for a title shot at WrestleMania. But yet, I also loved early on that you got winners like Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Big John Studd, you know, who weren't uh, they're guys that you wouldn't see win now because they wouldn't they weren't going on to title shots at WrestleMania. So I, I like some of those early ones because of that too. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Rumble. Uh, I'm really interested to see how it plays out in a Thunderdome or in the Thunderdome. Without an audience, I think that's going to be. I mean, I think the audience reactions are one of the main things that make Rumbles um, stand out because when they do the countdown and then they have the surprises, and who knows if that's even going to be the case this year. Um, it's the crowd reaction that's such an organic thing. Again, let's think about Edge last year as a great example. Let's see how that plays out on Sunday. My, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think you're still going to hear the countdown because I think they're just going to pipe it in, which is, yeah, okay, like, I get it. Um, and I think you'll still get the reactions, but any crowd reaction, even jacked up, isn't going to match Edge last year or John Cena a number of years ago when he was injured. Nobody thought he was going to make even WrestleMania, much less the Rumble. Um, you know, there have been a few of those surprises where, there, you know, there's always some like MVP last year, which was a nice surprise, but it wasn't edge level. Um, and then, yeah, you've got those those few that you can think of. Um, AJ Styles, you know, when he debuted uh, four or five years ago now uh, at the pay-per-view. Th- those were huge. And I don't expect we're going to get any huge surprise like that. I, you know, there's nothing that comes to mind unless it's a John Cena in which John Cena now I don't think is quite the level that, it would have been back that it was back then. Um, maybe we see Cena at the Rumble. I don't know, but we can talk about that when we talk about the Rumble. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I agree. I'm glad that the I'm I'm definitely glad. I got to thinking back about WrestleMania 36 and how it was in the Performance Center with absolutely no fans, no Thunderdome, no nothing, just empty. At well, that one really big fan over the entryway, but other than that, no fans. Um, and as much as the Thunderdome has taken time to grow on me. I'm sure glad we've got that. It's better than the totally empty, echoey performance center. Um, and it, granted, organizations that have done the empty arena have gotten better with that too. Ring of Honor, Major League Wrestling, some of those. But um, I'll, I'll take the Rumble in the Dome over a totally empty venue. Yeah. Well, let's talk about head-to-head. Oh, I meant to make that tick across the bottom. we got to have our little ESPN ticker here on the YouTube version. Across the bottom, there we go. Um, head to head with the Rumble. Uh, head to head, I didn't pull up the stats, Tom, but uh, you're winning by one match. I know that. Yep. Yeah. Standings entering this weekend are ten and one for myself and nine and two for you. 
10 and one, nine and two. So a good start for both of us uh, from Wrestle Kingdom. And now we go into the Rumble. We have six matches we're going to pick. Uh, just straight winners. Uh, I know in the Fantasy Wrestling League we're both a part of. We also picked the final four in the Rumbles. We're not. We're going to talk about that here, but those aren't going to be official picks here in the head-to-head competition, mainly because that can be such a crapshoot and uh, one of us could really get buried if we, if we bomb on those here. Um, but we are going to have six matches because we think there are six matches happening this Sunday. One of them has been, uh, well, let's just start with that one, I guess, and yeah. talk about, um, and that's the SmackDown women's title match, Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Um, Sasha Banks faced Reggie a couple of weeks, or Reginald, Reggie, whichever way you want to go, a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown with the stipulation that if she got to face Reggie, then Carmella could have a title match. And we just don't, like, it's been really weird. Whether it's happening at the Rumble, they kind of have said that, but yet it's not on their webpage. What are they doing here, Tom? Well, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, I think, I don't know this to be actual or factual or factual actual. It seems like a lot of times WWE on the SmackDown side will promote things that seem like they're pay-per-view centric, and then they show up happening on SmackDown. And I don't know if that's Fox's influence or if that's a combination of WWE and Fox partnering and saying, hey, you know, you need to make this a destination show. I, I, I don't know. So so if, 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 if we're recording this on Friday, if tonight on SmackDown we get this match, I would not be surprised. I do think it, there's a spot for it on the Rumble, and it should happen on the Rumble. But considering the history, I think, of what's been happening specifically in the SmackDown brand or on the SmackDown brand, <laughs> you've had things that have been kind of almost earmarked for a pay-per-view spot, and then they've shown up on a Friday Night SmackDown show. So we'll see. I agree. And I, I think the fact that Carmella has not been officially announced for the Rumble makes me feel like this is happening on the Rumble show, because otherwise... Unless she made a statement, you know, I'm not going to enter the Rumble because I'm going to win the title anyways, um, which she hasn't. I, that 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 piece makes me think, too, that that it's probably happening on the show. Um, but, yeah, they, I agree. And SmackDown has been super good lately. Yes, um, it has. Yep. Loved most everything on SmackDown. Every once in a while, they, you know, get a wah-wah from me. But um, SmackDown, all in all, has been really good, including this build uh let's see so i'm behind so does that mean i make the pick first tom yes you do what we usually do and and i usually make the pick first because i'm usually trailing um but uh so i this is built really well it's been an ongoing uh battle for a while between these two Uh, reggie actually looked really good in the ring honestly um he he worked just fine with sasha in a very rare uh intergender match in WWE. You know, we don't see those that often. Um, and we, it wasn't super competitive. Um, you know, we didn't see him beat down Sasha or anything. And WWE is not going to do that in a TV PG um, time frame and, and those kinds of things. But um, he was athletic as heck. I thought he, I thought he did really well. Um, in fact, I made the, uh, the comment, I think on, on a board that we're a part of on Facebook, that if you would have told me that week, they were going to have Sasha Banks versus Reggie and Adam Pierce versus Paul Heyman. Um, both announced for the show, I would have been like, okay, we're getting way too cutesy. And I think there was something else, too, that was kind of in that vein on that show. And I enjoyed the heck out of all of it, how it all worked out, you know. And um, So that's why sometimes you can't judge it till it happens either, uh, because I, I was not ready to enjoy that, and I did. So that all being said... Part of me wants to pick Carmella here because if you don't have Carmella win, what does that do for Carmella? But I also look at the fact that this is, we're on the road to WrestleMania. And not that you couldn't put the belt back on Sasha in the next month or two, but Sasha Banks in a main match at WrestleMania makes a whole lot more sense to me than Carmella in a main match at WrestleMania at this point. And that's sometimes my booking thinking uh, around this time definitely gears towards what are we headed towards at wrestlemania i don't know what sasha's match is at wrestlemania yet um i already told you tom that in a little while here when we get to the women's rumble match that will be the moment when i make my decision on who's winning it because i i just i don't have a real clear sense i I have some ideas but um i i would love to get back to sasha and bailey at mania i think that's a mania worthy feud that they had had maybe they had there 
But all that said, as much as I would like to see if it wasn't heading up to WrestleMania, I would pick Carmella. But because of where we are in the year, I'm going to go Sasha Banks in this match. Yeah, that's fair. I, and I'll just uh, echo um, the Reggie-Sasha match that had taken place on SmackDown was probably one of the, the more enjoyable things I've seen in the month of January across all wrestling that I've watched. Uh, and again, if you would have said to me on January 1, this is going to happen and you're going to be like, wow. I'd have been like, okay, well, let's let's wait and see on that. And so, so, and again, but I loved I loved the athleticism of Reggie being the thing that kept him kind of in in the mix with Sasha. Again, he, we don't know his backstory or as you know as as how they've given it to us on SmackDown. Uh, he is from Cirque du Soleil. That was kind of his pr- prior career. And Graves kind of throws those kind of onesie items out in that space, um, hinting at that, but they're not naming that specifically as, hey, this is a former Cirque du Soleil performer, and now he's transitioned to being a uh, sommelier, in which, again, of course, that's not true. He's training to be a, a wrestler, but we're seeing him as, as Carmela's second. Um, that being said, the one, the one part I, that I am challenged by, and I think this is going to be a statement for the entire show, and on all of my picks, at least, in some cases, is... The traditional road to WrestleMania isn't as straight, in my opinion, as it always has been in past years. So, like, you typically could say, all right, January, the Rumble happens, Batista wins, and then Batista's got a straight line to WrestleMania and whatever's going to happen there, whether Batista being a world champion or Batista winning the Royal Rumble. I think there's a little bit more deviation in the path now uh, for all of the performers. So... Um, while I do think that sometimes it will follow a straight line, um, for the most part from point A, the rumble point B WrestleMania, I feel like you have to consider that in some ways. And sometimes if you do consider it and then you're wrong, you can just say, okay, makes sense. But if you don't consider it and you're wrong, then you're like, you should have saw it coming not to use the tagline from last year's SummerSlam. Um, my pick here is going to be Sasha Banks as well. Um, again, I, I, I do feel like. Carmella can lose and stay strong, but I agree with your opinion too that um, if she doesn't win here, when? And I dirt and I definitely see her as when she's come back now. And all those vignettes compared to what we're seeing in the ring aren't aren't they aren't they're, they're the same character, but she's actually upped her game a notch. So um, so Sasha's my pick as well. And we do have two pay per views between the Rumble and. Um, WrestleMania this year instead of just the Elimination Chamber. So they certainly could do something. I guess my fear is if you have Carmella win and then just drop the belt back to Sasha or drop it to Bailey or drop it to, you know, some I think you're doing her more harm than good at this point. Um, so, you know, well, there could be something. You've got Elimination Chamber and then Fastlane uh, happening in March as well uh, which will be the first pay-per-view on the new WWE Network on Peacock which we'll talk about in the weeks to come uh, as well. But one, one thought that just came to me, and I'm not going to change my pick, but I just want to throw it out there for, for just thought and conversation. And then when we do a recap next week, we'll see if this maybe is a factor. I could see Carmella winning because Reggie gets involved. And then for Sasha to get the belt back, she has to be it's a, it's a two-on-one match. Okay. So Carmella could say, hey, you couldn't beat me, even though you could beat Reggie. And that's why I won the title, even though everyone knows and it's and, and it's visual to us as viewers that the only reason why Carmella won was because of Reggie's interference. So then Sasha has to overcome both to retain or regain, excuse me, the title. It's we'll right. see. Yeah, I, I could see that working. Absolutely. And and if they did that, at least then, you know, especially if Sasha and I normally hate this, but if Sasha were to pin Reggie to win the women's title back, you know, you, you keep Carmella kind of strong, too. And, and she didn't take the fall. I usually hate when the champion doesn't take a fall, but. That, I could see that, definitely. We'll see next week where that leads. Uh, we're going to stay in the women's division uh, next and go with the women's tag team title match. Asuka and Charlotte Flair defend versus the former champs, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And uh, Tom, you are up first. For sure. So uh, this this whole match, and it's a, it's a rematch, so that makes sense as to why it's happening. But the way that TV's been going and, and, and the paths of Asuka and Charlotte specifically um, and, and where they've been featured and focused, and then you think of this match, and it's not aligning for me. Uh, so that's a little bit odd in a way. Um, 
but perhaps those players that are involved in the outer cusp of what's happening impact what happens here. Um, I'm excited for this match. I think it's going to be good. I didn't, again, you know, and I know both that when we picked TLC last month, I didn't pick Asuka and the mystery partner to win the belts. And that did happen. Um, I thought they would tease something more because Charlotte originally was saying, hey, Asuka, when do I get my shot at your belt? And and, and they've gone away from that. Um, maybe, and this is here where they where they come back around and, and re restart that story, if you will. Um, but I don't think that, that they need to be tag team champions if that's a path that they go. So I'm going to say that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler win and regain the women's tag team championships. And uh, perhaps maybe Lacey Evans is a factor in, in the decision. Yeah, I, I can't agree with you more about the the paths that Asuka and Charlotte are on and how they have absolutely nothing to do with the fact that they are the women's tag team champions. Um, it kind of makes you wonder why they even needed to do the title change if this was where they were headed, which also leads me to believe they had no idea where they were headed when they did the title change. Um, as good as SmackDown has been, there are parts of Raw that have been good, but it's shocking to me that Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon are supposedly the leads on both shows. And one seems pretty focused. And while yes, the other one is three hours versus two. It's not like they have two focused hours and then they lose focus in the third hour. Raw just most of raw feels like it's <clears throat> throw a dart, see what happens. And we'll, we'll give it a shot. Um, it's yeah. It, the booking on this has been so weird. Oscar has been involved obviously in the Alexa and, and Randy fiend, storyline which has got lots of branches kind of branching out all over the place um and charlotte's got her thing with lacy and rick um so i'm with you uh naya and Shayna getting the titles back are makes the most sense to me because oscar and charlotte have their own things going on that i aren't going to wrap up here obviously because they're not involved in any way but uh oscar and charlotte i think getting getting the tag titles off them makes sense and perhaps we head towards um, an Asuka and Charlotte match again at WrestleMania. I think that's a possibility. We'll talk about that more when we get to the Rumbles. And Charlotte's also in the Rumble. Three out of these four ladies are working double duty on Sunday night as well. Because all three, uh, Nia, Shayna, and Charlotte are in the women's Rumble as well. Asuka obviously is not because she's the Raw champion. And it makes no sense for her to win a Rumble. I guess she could win a Rumble and go after the SmackDown champion. That would actually be interesting. Hey, why not? But uh, we're not doing that. So... Um, Naya and Shayna are my my picks here as well. Just writing that down for posterity's sake and so that I remember after we do this who in the world I picked. <laughs> Let's go. Um, uh, so if it's all right with you, Tom, I think the Rumbles should be the last things we talk about because it's the Rumble pay-per-view. So let's go to the world title matches next, and we'll start with the universal la title last man standing match, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Just want to say two weeks ago, I called it and said that I did not think uh, Adam Pierce, or I thought it was at least possible that Adam Pierce would not end up as the challenger here at the Rumble. And sure enough, uh, in a really pretty good angle, I thought, uh, for with the card subject to change uh, mentality, Adam Pierce uh, and that just wonky knee came back to bite him. Uh, and Kevin Owens is in for the last man standing match. Uh, I have to say that I am much, as much as I was kind of interested to see Adam Pierce wrestle Roman Reigns, because you and I having followed Adam Pierce's career for years, uh, it would have been nice to see him get a shot, you know, kind of thing. But it wouldn't have been a shot. It would have been a beatdown. It would have been more storyline than anything. Uh, I think this has the potential to be the, a much better match probably has the potential to be the best match on the show match quality not counting rumbles because rumbles i don't think you can compare a rumble to a singles match um you know really that's not apples to apples at all um so i think this has the best chance out of the four non-rumble matches on this show so far to be the best match of the night easily uh because of the two men in it and the stipulation look i i want to see kevin owens win the universal title at some point again uh, I think Kevin Owens should be in the main event mix. He's an incredible talker. He's a great worker. He's believable. I think he's the closest thing, and I'm not saying he's anywhere near it, but he's the closest thing to a stone cold kind of character you have right now. Uh, and, and I think they could push that more if they wanted to push the envelope with that a little bit more. They, they haven't quite yet. Um, 
but I also see no way in the world that Roman Reigns loses his title before WrestleMania. I think there's a chance at WrestleMania, depending on who he's facing, that he does. But I don't think there's a chance in the world he loses the title here at the Rumble. Uh, could there be shenanigans? Yes. Will Jey Uso get involved? Of course he will. Um, will Adam Pierce get involved? That could be interesting to see. Um, does an executive try to, you know, play a role that he probably shouldn't as an executive uh, because of the way things have played out? I think that could be interesting. But uh, Roman Reigns is my pick here with with absolute no... Uh, this, this is, we were talking about um, confidence points. This would be my highest confidence point that Roman Reigns keeps his title. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I share the sentiments about the pick. So Roman's my pick as well. Um, again, not to call myself Tom Stradamus. Uh, however, you may recall listeners that I, I, I thought this is where we'd end up. I thought we'd end up with a last man standing match. I thought it was odd that we would go TLC cage match last man standing when you think of the kind of levels of aggression those matches have we're kind of trending downward but in the story that they've told to get us here it still makes sense regardless of some of the maybe gaps in logic that you might want to apply going back to your comment about how smackdown in two hours is just a nice tight show um, and then maybe that wasn't your exact wording, but I, I'm getting, that's the, that's the sense I'm getting. That's how I feel it is. And I actually, when I was watching raw recently and more so this last week's episode, I thought about how just three hours was too much for them. And like how, if they were able to reduce that and, and to me that that'll never happen. They're, they're paid a lot of money by USA to be on and to fill that programming and to get the ratings they get. Uh, but from a content perspective, to, to, to trim the fat, for lack of a better term, and the fat being that extra hour of TV that you have to fill, would probably make that show a little bit more um, centered and focused. Um, I also like the difference uh, of, of Adam Pierce, the WWE official, on SmackDown and Raw. He seems to be two different characters from my perspective, which is really odd. So um, I would love to see him get involved here because I think there's, there's a, a statement to be made or like a storyline connection to be built upon in that regard. I think that WWE specifically Vince McMahon doesn't see Adam Pierce in that way. Like, because he never made it in WWE regardless of his pedigree prior to being in the role he's in now and then, and becoming a TV character. Um, he has, he has the, he has a, 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 a longevity as a professional wrestler. So again, but if it doesn't happen outside of the WWE box, we rarely acknowledge it unless you watch a Chronicle or something like that. So Roman's my pick as well. Um, I love Kevin Owens too. And I, this is, this is going to be a highlight on Sunday. Absolutely. And and my fear, uh, so just to go back to your Adam Pierce point and, and the fact that he is really kind of two different characters, um, you know, on Raw, where he had to come out and restart because of the countout that I don't think was supposed to happen in the women's uh, six-man match. Um, so we went from a DQ to a countout to a restart to, oh my goodness, that was just painful. Um, but I don't think the countout was supposed to happen. But kudos to the ref. That's what they're told to do is, you know, if you see the blatant disqualification in front of you, call it, If which that obviously was supposed to happen. Um, but if you, if they don't get back in the ring by 10, you got to count them out. Um, and it was wonky. But it didn't, and you know, so he's got that character, and then he's got this, you know, um, almost emasculated, you know, getting, but yet cunning and smart on SmackDown sometimes too. And then you have Sonya Deville, who only apparently helps him on SmackDown, not on Raw. I again, just may, are we going towards though? That's what I started to say. Are we going towards Adam Pierce will end up as the figurehead on Raw, and Sonya Deville will end up as the figurehead on SmackDown? We've stayed away from this whole figurehead thing, and I'm kind of glad we have. So let's not do that. I'm a little worried we're headed there. Um, that they'll say, well, Adam Pierce is too personally involved in SmackDown, and so he can still be the executive on Raw, but Sonya Deville is now in charge of SmackDown or something like that. Let's not do that. Uh, all right. Let's go to the WWE title match, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. So let's just play... Um, let's play a little moment in review. So we have the setup for Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens that we just talked about with Adam Pierce and the card subject to change. Then Paul Heyman pulling the card subject to change the next week, you know, for his match too, which 
you almost had to see coming, but yet sometimes the thing you see coming is the right thing to do too. Um, and it worked really well. Meanwhile, we have Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. Now, Drew McIntyre, of course, had to miss a couple of weeks of Raw because he had tested positive for COVID. Uh, we talked about that on our last episode a couple of weeks back. and uh, But they did a nice job of using promos from him from his home to be able to continue to build this and and continue to keep him in front of people. But they also can't help themselves on Raw. And they have to do the incredibly stupid imposter skit with the imposter Drew McIntyre and, yes, former WWE, or WWE light heavyweight champion Gilberg, who I actually thought was dead um, until he walked out. And then I was like, oh, he's still alive. I thought he was gone. Um, a, the Miz and John Morrison, I hate the dirt sheet. Every time I see the dirt sheet's going to be on, I'm like, because it's always this juvenile, I don't know, it just doesn't click with me. And, I, you know, I sound like the old guy saying, get off my lawn at this point. But um, I, I just, their stuff doesn't click for me in that vein. Um, especially when you do like really goofy stuff on the dirt sheet. And then at the very end of it, you have the Miz holding up the money in the bank and I am awesome and I'm going to be the world champion. And I'm like, who is this guy? Does he have split personalities? Like uh, talk about Adam Pearson, two different characters. The Miz plays two different characters within three minutes. Um, and it just, you know, anyways, we're not talking about the Miz and John Morrison, but I, I had to bring that up in the build to this match. Um, hated it. Uh, I thought actually we were going to get a tag team match on Raw Monday night uh, between McIntyre and Goldberg and the Miz and Morrison for a second. I'm glad they didn't do that. They just did the the quick beat down, um, let Goldberg hit a spear, let McIntyre hit a claymore, and then we forget. We just show the replays of that for the rest of the night because, you know, why would your main event tangle be your world title? Um, raw booking, right? We could do a whole show on raw booking and we'd be here for three hours. Two. <laughs> but um, so for this match, I, man, I don't know. I don't know. Because it seems, you know, and they played this up on Monday night. Every time Goldberg comes back and challenges somebody for a belt, he's won it. Uh, the fact that they named that makes me think, okay, is this, is this the time he doesn't? Uh, I think I brought up a couple of weeks ago, my fear is Goldberg wins the belt here and we somehow get back to Drew McIntyre and Goldberg then at WrestleMania for the rematch and Drew actually gets to win the, the WWE title in front of 8,000, 10,000, however many fans they have at WrestleMania. I've heard 25. 25, okay. I've heard 25. Um, we're getting to a point here in Nebraska where they're talking about um, lifting the restrictions on indoor gatherings altogether because we're under 10% of our hospital beds being used by COVID patients. Um, you know, seems like a really good way to get that percentage back above 10%. But anyways, that's a um, different different podcast topic. Um, so 25,000, I don't remember how many Raymond James holds. I'm thinking it's like 80 or so. I feel like that's the case. And I think the Super Bowl is 22. Okay, so it'd be in, in line with where the Super Bowl is. Yeah. Um, and, and Florida has, I think, actually, for outside, Florida has no restrictions. You just have some common sense restrictions of, of people realizing that you're going to get a ton of bad publicity if you put 80,000 people in a stadium. So maybe don't do that. Um, if you could do 20,000, I don't I don't remember how many uh, the Packers had for the NFC title game on Sunday. But you could see that they were kind of spaced out throughout the stadium. And I thought it looked, as much as there's a piece of me, and it's just because of the last year, that goes, uh, when I see you know, that many people in an area, it looked safe to me. I hope that Mania does the same thing. You know, they got to space them out. They can't go, well, we've got 20,000, 25,000. Let's put them all in the lower bowl so it looks really good. Don't do that. <laughs> and I don't think they will. But Drew McIntyre lost out on his chance to win the title in front of a crowd last year because of the pandemic. And like I said, I, I, I could see them doing that. That being said... I think there's also a slim possibility, and I really hope they don't do this, that Drew McIntyre wins this match and Goldberg wins the Rumble. And we still get back to Goldberg in a main match, whether it's with Drew or Goldberg Reigns, which we were supposed to get last year at WrestleMania. My hope is that we don't book this year's Royal Rumble or this year's WrestleMania based on what didn't happen last year. What didn't happen last year didn't happen last year. We had a pandemic. Things happened. It sucks. 
Move on. Move on. Time to go forward. I don't love this pick, and it's going to be a really low confidence when I do my confidence points in the Fantasy Wrestling League. I'm going to pick with my heart and say Drew McIntyre is the guy who stops Goldberg from winning the title every time. I will not be shocked when I'm wrong on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, this was the hardest. This, this is going to be my hardest pick, I think, as well, uh, even though I think the Rumbles uh, have, have a, a lot of challenge to them, and we'll get into that momentarily. Um, dare I say this is the most underwhelming world championship match build in the history of the WWE that's been on a major show. And I know that that's obviously there's some stuff here that's been out of, out of the control, but to your comment, Jim, when you, when you open the show or nearly open the show with this angle on Monday, and then in the middle of the show, you have Miz and Morrison tangling with Sheamus. And then the only thing that you do with these guys are replays. Like I am, like that just speaks to like, why are you promoting it that way? Why are you positioning it that way? This that whatever happened, and, and it, maybe it would have been a tag match. Maybe it wouldn't have been a tag match. Maybe they didn't. They maybe they were like, listen, we're not giving Goldberg away for free on Raw. You have to. You have to wait for the Rumble. That being said, how do you not close the show with 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 what they did in in the early part of Raw? And I think it's also telling of how they closed the show because there's a lot of movement there and it's been it's been the anchor angle for lack of a better term in 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 this in the absence of this build um i think when we first talked about goldberg's return and it was a surprise to us before kind of they had to shuffle the deck because of covid with drew mcintyre i was surprised that we got goldberg this early i i sensed and i had kind of seen rumblings that we were gonna get goldberg at wrestlemania uh and i think in december they did the the, the Chronicle or the whatever they did on the network with Goldberg's streak and that whole story. So kind of when, when those things happen, WWE is big enough to know that when those things are timed and, and scheduled and, and occur, you can likely expect to see uh, that, that character or that wrestler back on their main product at some point. So, so I, we got Goldberg early. Um, so that makes you go, okay, well then, then what, what is his path or what is his story uh, leading to WrestleMania? And, and do we get him at Rumble and Mania or are we getting him now and then we're not going to have him at Mania? I, I, I don't know. I think that's a really, it's a really tough question to answer today. Um, and yeah, McIntyre and Goldberg wasn't the match for last year, but McIntyre's path to the title was the story. Do you replicate that here with Goldberg in place of Brock Lesnar? And does it do, is it is it compelling enough? Because even though he didn't he Drew McIntyre didn't have his moment in front of fans, he still had his moment, and it was it was impactful and it was important. Um, I'm going to pause there for a second before I come back and make my pick. I really wonder on this match is the over under on this match five and a half minutes uh, over or under. Well, so so that, that's a big wondering I have. You know, I think you have to think about that when you think of Goldberg matches. Um, I don't see this going long at all. Five five and a half is a fair point, fair place to put, to set the line, right? Um, because I I could go either over or under, but if I picked over, it wouldn't be by much. If you set it at six or seven and a half, under easy. Sure, sure. Um, so although those things have me interested, I, I think it's going to be. A spectacle, and I don't know that I mean that in a good way. <laughs> uh, um, and, and I love Drew McIntyre. He's been fantastic, and uh, he's one of the more believable athletes and pro wrestlers that they have. Uh, again, it was a little surprising when he dropped the title to Randy Orton and got it back a month later. So would I be surprised here if he drops it and then the path to WrestleMania is him and Goldberg again? No. Um that's where the that's where the rubber meets the road for me. Um, I unfortunately think WWE loves their nostalgia and their 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 Hall of Fame acts more than they should, and they rely on them as being draws. And with that, I make Goldberg my pick to take the title, even though I dislike it strongly. Yeah, and I I, I don't disagree with you, and and. I, I'm probably dead wrong on that. So on that pick. So uh, Tom, I apologize. You should have made the pick first on that one. And I just got going and went with it. 
we've done that numerous times before. Um, so technically, I should have the first pick on the women's rumble. But do you want to take it then, or do we want to switch up? What do you want to do? Um, no, just go ahead and, and keep on. And 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 again, it, it, your pick didn't change my pick. I was right. I, I was I was strongly heading towards Goldberg, regardless. And <laughs> and and I but I, I liked our dialogue. And I'm and again, it's not it's not a match I'm looking forward to from a like pro wrestling fan standpoint, but from more like uh, you, you drive by a car crash, you can't help but rubberneck. Right. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that uh, in every way, <laughs> shape, and form. Uh, so I'm going to go to the women's Rumble match first. Uh, so far, there are 12, I believe, women I have. Uh, I just double-checked it on WWE.com before we recorded, too. Um, so the 12 women who are officially announced right now are in no particular order other than roughly the order they were announced in, although probably not 100%. Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce making an appearance, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Tamina Snuka, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan. With 18 more to be announced, perhaps yet before the Rumble, some of them, but obviously not all of them. There will be some surprises, I'm sure. Um, I didn't look through the women's roster, but just off the top of my head, I didn't say Natalia on there. Uh, I didn't say Lana, although we haven't seen her in a while, so you never know, maybe. Um, I've read conflicting things about whether NXT talent are going to work this show or not. Um, they've been doing, they've been trying to keep NXT talent not at the Thunderdome. Uh, just in, you know, trying to keep things separate for COVID reasons, although they certainly have made some, uh, Finn Balor worked the Superstar Spectacle show, which was at the Dome. Um, so there has been a little bit of crossover here and there. Um, so whether we'll see any NXT talents, um, I hope we do. Um, I think personally that this is the place we see Rhea Ripley debut on the, it's not debut on the main roster, but I think this is, she comes in at the Rumble and then we see her move into Raw or SmackDown. Um, so we're not going to officially pick our final four, we said, uh, but I'm going to put Rhea Ripley into my final four uh, because I think if she debuts, appears, whatever you want to say at the Rumble, it's not debut, I, I don't know what to call it anymore, moves. Um, if she's in the Rumble, I think you've got to put her in the final four because I think you want to bring her in strong. Um, you should anyway, she was, she was great in NXT and uh, I think she can do big things for you as we've talked about numerous times on this show uh, on the main roster as well. So um, I, I think that's somebody we're going to see in the rumble as well. Uh, do we get any legends to come back? Does it Trish Stratus or Alita or who knows Molly Holly ivory pick, random names that we've seen in the rumbles the last couple of years as well. Um, so right now our champions are Oscar and Sasha Banks. They may or may not remain Oscar and Sasha Banks, you know, before mania, but it's the easiest way to try to project right now. I think you come down to probably four options and maybe these are your final four. I don't know, but I think your four options are Bailey, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca Belair. All due respect to Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan and Mandy and, and Peyton, um, they're not winning the Rumble. <laughs> they're, they're just not. Uh, so, you know, maybe if it was the old school style where they didn't get a title match, who knows, any of those people could win. But with a title match at WrestleMania, none of those people are winning, at least this year. Maybe some of them can be built for the future. Ain't happening right now. My fear is Charlotte Flair wins again, and we go to Charlotte Flair Asuka. At Mania. I'm okay with Charlotte Flair. Asuka, I just, from fantasy wrestling standpoint, I want Charlotte Flair to win the Rumble because I happen to have her on my roster. <laughs> but I don't necessarily want to see Charlotte Flair win two Rumbles in a row. Uh, I think you have, you know, there's a lot of boo birds out there in the wrestling community who feel like Charlotte Flair is the Roman Reigns of the women's division and she gets everything. And look, her first night back, they hand her the tag titles, blah, 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 blah. It's a work, people. Um, but... I just, I don't know about that. I really want to pick Bianca Belair to win this Rumble. I just don't know that they're going to do it yet. Although your point is well taken that when they do a spotlight program like Chronicle or Untold or 24 or 365, or they've got all these different documentaries on the network, 
that that means something. They don't just you know we have we haven't seen a Ruby Riot Untold or a Ruby Riot you know um, Chronicle. I don't think. Anyways, we did just get a Bianca Belair one not long ago. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list to make sure I check out at some point. I would love to pick Bianca, at, and she's going to win a Rumble. I think at some point. I'm just not sure it's this time. I just don't know where I want to go. So I'm going to go out on a, on a way limb and just see if I can bury myself before we ever get into this thing this year. Um, and I'm going to pick Rhea Ripley to come in and win the rumble. Um, it's a crapshoot for me, this women's rumble. I think the men's rumble, I've got a, a little more, I feel a little better about my pick when we get there, but this one is really throwing a dart. So, and I didn't even know I was going to pick Rhea Ripley until I just said it. So Rhea Ripley is going to be my pick to win the rumble. I think you strap a rocket to her, you put her in, a main match. Um, I don't really care against who, to be honest, whether it's Sasha or Asuka. Asuka uh, and Rhea Ripley, to me, is really interesting and, and would be really, really fun at WrestleMania. So that's going to be my pick, Rhea Ripley. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I love how you unpacked the, the, the ladies who are announced and those that are kind of the maybe upper echelon of contenders. I do think you have to have NXT talent. I think the one difference that in way, the way they talked about the women's rumble versus the men's is and this is come more of that Adam Pierce official centric phrase. It's he goes, there's 15 guys from Raw, 15 guys from SmackDown. And that's who's in the Rumble. They haven't used that terminology when they've talked about the women's uh, match. So I believe we are going to get a number of NXT talents. I Legends is a good thought, but who? Right? Do you do you have Beth Phoenix because you already have Edge, and Beth is already down in Florida because whether she's been traveling back and forth, but she's been doing NXT commentary in person as of late. Um, I, I, again, I'm still so like processing like the moving parts of, of people having to travel during a pandemic that like, it makes me think it, 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 it good or good or good or bad. It puts a cap on the parameters of which I may expand normally and think of talents that may be involved versus those who actually will be involved. Um, I'd be hard pressed to argue with the 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 four or five that you named as kind of being who could be the final four. I really appreciate that you brought up Rhea, Rhea Ripley because um, it's, it's been she's been too quiet after the after the last woman standing match with Raquel. So yeah, this is this is this is her spot, and I do uh, fully expect her to show up here and her to um, land on on one of the two primary uh, shows, Raw or SmackDown, following following this. I think it's going to be Raw. Uh, and, and and I'll explain why. Uh, I don't think um, I don't think we end up with either Oscar or or Sasha together as champions when we come to WrestleMania. I think somehow, some way, um, if you, if you were to say, I need you to I need you to make a wager today on what you think is most likely to happen. I think Charlotte is going to unseat Oscar sometime between now and WrestleMania. Um, Maybe it comes as uh, an issue out of their tag match here on Sunday. Maybe it's different. We also have the Lacey Evans and Charlotte issue. I feel like that could be resolved at Elimination Chamber. Um, or maybe maybe it's maybe for some reason you have a women's Raw title elimin- Elimination Chamber match. The Lacey and Charlotte issue gets resolved there, um, and Charlotte wins the title at that time. Who knows? We'll see. When we'll get there. Lacey's not um announced for the rumble either which is insane you figure right, she'll right. Be there. yeah and, and you have to think that she'll be there um i'm gonna go back to when we had Rhea and charlotte at the rumble i'm sorry at wrestlemania last year there was more to come and the pandemic happened and injuries happened and surgeries happened and things didn't materialize so as much as we said in a way we're kind of hopeful or wishful that WWE doesn't attempt to recreate the Drew McIntyre moment at WrestleMania this year because there's going to be fans there. In a way, I do think they're going to potentially continue the Rhea Charlotte storyline. And what an interesting way to do that by having Charlotte win the Rumble and again, and maybe challenging for a title that perhaps Rhea Ripley wins. So, I just I, I kind of talked about out, out of both sides of my mouth, but I could see them going either direction. I think Charlotte beats Asuka, and with your pick, Rhea, Rhea then becomes a challenger for Charlotte 
kind of flipping the script from last year. Or Charlotte wins, and Charlotte is my pick, and she then goes and faces whomever the champion is. And again, it, it, this, it, may, it may be totally different. Um, but we get somehow, some way, I think we're getting back to Rhea and Charlotte. And maybe they just tease it here, and maybe it happens after WrestleMania season. But I, I'm going to go Charlotte Flair back-to-back. And uh, it's going to be a low-confidence pick when I make it this weekend. But I think, um, I think there's probably two or three people, Rhea, Charlotte, and Bianca, are my top three. And I expect all four, all three to be in the final four. From your lips to God's ears uh, for the Fantasy Wrestling League. But uh, <laughs> So then we go to the men's rumble. And, Tom, you're going to get your first pick here, uh, or the first pick here uh, for the men's rumble. Uh, I'll just run down, though, before we do that. There are 17 announced competitors thus far in the men's rumble. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Edge, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, The Miz, Jay Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, Dolph Ziggler, Sheamus, John Morrison, Mustafa Ali, and 13 more to be announced. I, I do think it's interesting, just mentioning it, Dolph is announced, Robert Root is not. Um, so you kind of think he might be in there. Uh, and there was one other place, oh, Bobby Lashley is announced, but um, MVP, Cedric, Shelton Benjamin, none of them are announced. I think we could see some of them as well in that match. Maybe even Chad Gable, um, since he is uh, the leader of Team Alpha now uh, with he and Otis and kind of Daniel Bryan. That's a different thing. But um, can, can you can you look back at that list? Can you quickly draw a line between Raw and SmackDown competitors and what the numbers are right now? Uh, so count for me here. I'll just read them off to you. SmackDown, we have Daniel Bryan. Otis, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke, Biggie. Where the heck is Dolph right now? SmackDown. He's on SmackDown. God, is that bad? He's a tag champ, and I can't tell you what brand he's on. Uh, and that's it. Okay, so that's eight. That's eight so for SmackDown. Eight out of 17. Okay. So nine, then Raw. Yeah. So about even. Yep. So um, um, let me get let me get like the the people that I think are going to be surprises out of the way first, uh, and 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 I think they potentially play into to to the end of the match or some some high involvement in the match or action after the rumble. I think we get Seth Rollins, and I think we get Damian Priest. I think those are the two surprises, and maybe not the only two, but I think those are kind of the two surprise entrants in this year's rumble. Rollins would be on that SmackDown side. He is a SmackDown talent. And then Damian Priest, I think he's headed to Raw. Um, again, much like in the same vein of Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest has disappeared since Karrion Cross uh, chopped his head off at uh, in NXT. No, no, that was Luchasaurus and Lucha Underground. You're, oh, you're using them. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, he's, he's regrown now in AEW. So it's good. <laughs> uh, I, um, I also want to call out the surprise of in general not getting a Randy Orton fiend match tease something or other Randy Orton's in the rumble and that's crazy and Randy Orton's got a heck of a history with edge that's still unresolved going back to last June in the greatest wrestling match of all time and then the fiend (laughs) out there Sorry, was that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> so, so like those elements, and then, and then of course, like we talked about earlier, Edge, Edge, Edge declared on Monday that he's returning to the Rumble. So, wow, the men's Rumble is star-studded to the hilt, and I think it's going to get get even better. Um, so, with, with with my kind of predictions of Damian Priest and Seth Rollins, I easily could see Orton, Edge, Rollins, Daniel Bryan. Bobby Lashley, maybe, all being in the mix for the contendership, like like the the, the final four, final six, if you will. Um, I'm going to be hard pressed to figure out who and, and and who my picks are for the final four when we get down to it. And but I'm glad I don't have to pick those today. Here, uh, I just have to pick a winner. Um, I I'm, I can't wait. This is going to be super exciting. Uh, and 
because I because of what I picked earlier with McIntyre and Goldberg and what I think that path looks like, it, it's driving my pick here. My pick here is Daniel Bryan, and and I believe Daniel Bryan does so and then goes on to challenge Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And I and I and I think that they started to begin to tell that story, and then they they kind of shifted slightly, kind of maybe knowing that that's where they wanted to go for Mania, and that's why Kevin Owens is back in the spot here at Rumble. Um, and and again, I th- I think you can in a way begin to to replicate the Daniel Bryan like road to the title at WrestleMania 30 here with with Roman Reigns but in a different way. And again, Roman Reigns has been if not the best, one of the best things about WWE TV for the last 3 to 6 months. So, Daniel Bryan is my pick. Um I don't know who he's going to last eliminate, but I when we get down to that final 8, final 6 on Sunday, I'm going to be I'm going to be real in tune to that. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I, I, Seth Rollins is somebody that I've had pegged to return here. He was supposed to return a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. Originally, they had they had said, um, and then it got real quiet. They just stopped talking about that he was coming back. And and my thought then was, a maybe he wants a couple more weeks to be at home with Becky and the baby. Um, I I do think Becky Lynch has about a twenty percent maybe chance of showing up in the Rumble on Sunday, depending on how she's feeling, and you know. I, it's an outside chance. I think we could see Becky Lynch in the women's rumble. Um, but men's rumble, I, I think Seth Rollins definitely does appear here. Um, it'll be interesting to see with Seth when he comes back because of the way he went out at survivor series, where he sacrificed himself, um, for his own greater good and said, you know, do it. And Seamus kicked his head off and that was it. What, what does his character look like? I think it's still going to be the, the, the Friday night Messiah, I guess, or whatever you want to say. Um, but I think there's going to be some shifting in it a little bit. Is it a little darker? Is it a little something, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Seth. Uh, but uh, for the men's rumble, I agree with you. It is massively star studded. It is. Uh, I, I'm a little, I can narrow this down a little more. I agree with you on most of your picks. I think Jay Uso could be in that mix there at the end as well because he brought up that he wants to win to go and take the WWE title from Raw so that the family can, uh, you know, run everything. I, I don't see Jey Uso winning the Royal Rumble, but I think that story of of him and Reigns wanting to run everything uh, is an interesting story that you could tell at least throughout the Rumble. And could Jey Uso win and get that opportunity to prove to Roman that he's, you know, whatever, on the same level or, or whatnot? Uh, for me, this comes down to two people. This comes down to Edge and Daniel Bryan. Uh, I don't know if they're the final two, but to me, they're the two. Uh, if I was going to lay odds on who was going to win this match, uh, which is kind of what we're doing here, uh, those are my my two favorites to win this match. Uh, I agree with you. I think we get Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Do we get it here uh, by him by Daniel winning the Rumble? I think there's a very strong possibility for that. Um, or does he somehow lose the rumble? Does Jay Uso screw him somehow? And that's we get that storyline continuing. Um, and then maybe Brian has to win the elimination chamber or something to win um, a chance, or he has to beat Jay Uso, or he has to win a gauntlet match against Heyman Uso and Reigns. Or t- don't do that. But um, <laughs> nobody in WWE listens to our show. I hope so. That was a terrible idea. Don't do it. Um, I, I do think we get to Brian and Reigns, uh, hopefully at Mania. I, I really hope we don't get to Goldberg and Reigns or something like that at Mania. But uh, Reigns and Brian makes a lot of sense to me. It seems like Edge and Orton would make sense at Mania, but I agree with you the fact that they're not wrapping up the Fiend storyline here. How long can they go with that? Um, I think we see the Fiend, probably see the Fiend himself in some way uh, on Sunday as well probably not in the match, but in interfering or being involved somehow with Randy Orton and how Orton ends up eliminated. I think the fiend definitely his appearance or his presence will be felt in some way on Sunday. I'm going to go edge. Uh, I, and I like, there were some people that are like, Oh, they gave away the surprise of edge on raw. They should have had him just appear. You had that moment last year and it was such a cool moment last year, especially this year with no crowd or, you know, Thunderdome crowd. I'm glad they didn't. I'm actually glad they had him appear and just say, I need the title. I'm coming back. I'm going to be in the rumble. And I think edge winning the rumble I actually thought he might win it last year. Um, I think edge winning the rumble. I, I think edge versus drew McIntyre at WrestleMania 
would be really good. I think that would be really fun. I know that there's no necessarily storyline right now setting that up, but there doesn't have to be either. Because let's be honest, the years of we pick what we're going to have at WrestleMania and then we book the year backwards to get to that point, those those are long gone. Those happened years ago. It doesn't happen now. In fact, I just read a story this morning. Uh, it did not have what the specific match was, but it said literally they have one match right now that they're locked in on for WrestleMania 37. And all it said is it's, it's the Roman Reigns match. Um, not who his opponent was or anything like that hasn't been reported yet. But... Uh, they have one match locked in, which is pretty amazing if you think about it with Mania only a couple of months away. Uh, so I'm going to go edge here for the Rumble. Uh, would I be shocked if Daniel Bryan wins it? Absolutely not. In fact, there's a little bit of my – I if I'm picking with my heart, I want to see Daniel Bryan win the Rumble again because I've been a Daniel Bryan fan, Bryan Danielson fan for as long as you have, Tom, you know, for a long, long time. I'm an edge fan too, and I want to see edge do well. Um but I, I just love the Daniel Bryan story and would love to see him get probably his last chance at a Rumble win because, you know, Brian, neither Brian or Edge are going to be around in 10 years probably. So um, we'll see. Tom, you're still on mute, buddy. Thanks. I had family back and forth in the room I'm in, so I was trying to prevent that from having background noise. Um, a, ch a check in with you. Um, interested in your Edge pick for sure. Love the idea of Edge and McIntyre on paper. And again, with your picks, that, that would align itself. Again, lots of time between Rumble and Mania to develop things. Um, any other any other potential matches you'd want to see Edge in if he does win the Rumble? Like, if it's not McIntyre and we don't have him go chase Reigns, which I think that's a dream match too, but I, I, don't, I don't think that's the right story to tell yet. Any, like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go under the broad assumption that you don't want to see Edge and Goldberg. Um, but anyone else that you could see Edge facing at Mania? I know, I know. A, a while back we talked about you know a potential you know culmination of the Edge and Randy story. You know, eighteen months or uh, fifteen months in with the world title, you know, full circle Rumble, greatest match of all time at Mania. I don't know that that's Orton's path with the Fiend going on. So sorry, I, right. I, I've said too much before. You've had a chance to respond. No, no, you're fine. Uh, if Edge wins the Rumble, I think the only two real options are McIntyre and Orton. Um, you know, I don't see Edge and the Fiend. That just seems strange. Um, or I don't. I don't necessarily need to see another Edge Orton match. They're going to give us one at some point, um, whether it's at WrestleMania or some other point down the road. They're they're going to do the trilogy at some point because once Vince gets an idea in his head, we all know. It's going to happen at some point. Um, I, and I don't, I don't need that at WrestleMania. And I don't, I don't need the title involved with that one, to be perfectly honest. I don't think you have to wrap it up with Edge beating Orton for the title. It seemed a way they could go in the past, but I think you can, you know, they're one-on-one -on -one against each other. They're both, you know, legends who are still active. Um, there's, there's plenty of ways you can tell that story without the title involved. Uh, I, I agree with you. You could see Edge and Goldberg. I don't want to see Edge and Goldberg. Um, I, I don't want to see that match. And for Edge's health and long-term safety of his neck, I, 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 I no, please don't do that to Edge. Um, you know, now this is the guy who was jumping off stuff at the last man standing match last year at Mania that went on for seven hours of WrestleMania, but, um, you know, and, and all of that, but no, I don't. I don't want to see Goldberg and Edge. So if it's not McIntyre, if Edge wins and it's not McIntyre, then I, then I think it's Orton, and I'd be disappointed in that. To be perfectly honest, I would rather see McIntyre and Edge uh, than I would rather than Edge and Orton again. Uh, I think the Orton Fiend thing could go till Mania if they want it to. I think it's got legs. They've done enough twists and turns. We still haven't seen the Fiend back. I don't know if you heard or not. You had to go dark for a minute, but. I think we do. The Fiend's presence will be felt on Sunday mm -hmm. in some way. I wouldn't be shocked to see him reappear at the pay per view um, for the first time now since he got lit on fire. It seems like pay per view is the right place, um, even though, yes, they're network specials or whatever you want to call them now, uh, for him to reappear. Although it wouldn't shock me if it's not until Chamber or Fastlane, too, that we see him. In well, it, it makes sense in my mind that he he or his essence or his proxy, Alexa Bliss, be the reason Randy Orton gets eliminated. Like that that furthers that story in a very appropriate way. But you can go a lot of directions, too, because I think Randy Orton and Edge could easily rekindle, and that could be part of 
this. Absolutely. So, and, yeah. And I neglected to mention, I apologize, just to jump back to the women's rumble. Alexa is in that list of people that I think is possible to win the rumble. Her recent transformations, you know, and when she goes into her fiend mode, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, and how unstoppable she is. Um, and her and Asuka have had a couple of really good encounters here the last couple of weeks on Raw. That's been a highlight for me on Raw. Um, her blocking Asuka's kicks and like how quick she is at doing that. I mean, it's looked really good. Um, you know, and there's something they couldn't get away with in front of a live crowd because obviously they're pre-taping some of those things and dropping them in. Um, Alexa has, I think, has, has a chance to win the Women's Rumble. I obviously didn't pick her, um, but I should put her into that mix of things. I just think Alexa's going to be more story than substance um, when it comes to the Rumble, and it's going to be more... I, I could see Orton somehow being involved in her getting eliminated, too, distracting her or something, um, and then someone dumps her real quick. Uh, so, anyways. Yeah. The Alexa well, feed Randy Orton thing is something I've enjoyed on Raw. Same here, same here. Well, to recap our picks, um, we were Chalk the first half of the card, and we were Rogue the second half of the of the card. So we both have Sasha. We both have Nia and Shayna uh, regaining the women's championships. We both have Roman Reigns retaining. Um, then in the WWE title match, you have Drew McIntyre. I have Goldberg. In the women's Rumble, you have Rhea Ripley and making her um, Rumble return and probably main roster. Uh, presence known long term i have charlotte flair going back to back and in the men's rumble uh, you have edge uh and i have daniel bryan so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out for sure yeah so again with with a one match difference again we're very early in the year uh but rumble is this next event that we have and then following this we'll be coming back in a couple weeks and doing takeover uh, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre is what I'm going to call it. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they'll come up with a fun tagline. Or maybe they won't because I've never used that tagline ever again after uh, Stone Cold and Vince in a cage. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I'll tell you this. I appreciate our conversation uh, and, and this talk around the Rumble. Uh, I, I was excited. I'm always excited for the Rumble, kind of how we talked our, started our talk. Uh, but I think talking through some of the the opportunities that, that we may see unfold on Sunday has given me a, a, a higher level of excitement and interest uh, in, in what WWE will bring to us as fans. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm as we've talked about, I'm always excited for the Rumble. Um, the Rumble matches themselves are usually pretty darn entertaining. I always have an idea that I'm going to watch all of the Rumble matches themselves, like from January 1st until the Rumble. And I've never done it, and every year it gets harder and harder because we add another two now rumbles to it. Um, so I don't know. I need to start that in like November or something if I'm actually ever going to get it done. Um, I, I started to watch back in December the first rumble. I didn't even finish it, um, and that was as far as I got on that project this year. So <laughs> I have not watched a rumble yet this year and probably won't before Sunday because, man, that WWE Network putting up Wrestling Challenge hit me right in the nostalgia fields, Tom. Yeah. So. Hey, and you know what? Goals and aspirations. Keep setting them high and keep trying to reach for them. It's all good. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. You well, go. As we wrap up today, we'll be back next week for sure at some point. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that because you, ne <laughs> you never know. Our goal is to be I, let me rephrase. Goals and aspirations. Reset yeah. them high, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Our goal <laughs> is to be back with you all next week where we'll have three big things from the Rumble. Um, there's been a lot of stuff happening with uh, NXT and the Dusty Classics and AEW. Uh, Beach Break is next week for AEW, and that's been building pretty excitedly with some really unique and fun matches that are coming together for that. Um, WWE Network being bought by NBC Universal and then going to the Peacock uh, streaming service. That's a big topic. So lots to cover. Next week, I think we'll have a potpourri of a show, but we'll anchor ourselves with uh, three big things from the Rumble, and we'll, of course, do a head to head recap. Absolutely. Looking forward to it as always. Uh, anything else, Tom, you want to cover before we sign off here? No, we'll, uh, I, 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 funny, funny statement, but not funny statement. I'll see you next month. <laughs> you are a dad. So dad jokes are okay. <laughs> All right, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, stay warm. It's flipping cold in Nebraska today. Um, I don't know how it is. Probably cold in Michigan too, but it is. We're saying uh, we're, we're double digits, double digits, but thankfully again, mild winter, we've had very little snow. We had, we had probably our most accumulation in the last week, but it was six inches in kind of in two buckets of like three inch dumps. So shoveling wasn't the problem. We got about 10 inches on Monday, which was our, our big one for the year. And hopefully will be the big one for this season. It's 
I'm ready for spring. But anyways, this isn't a weather podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, and uh, next week as well, we'll have to make our uh, Super Bowl predictions as well. But uh, we've yes. got until next week to do that. Uh, I don't even remember where, what our predictions were two weeks ago. So uh, we'll just recap it and say Tom and I were both right. I went four and zero in the divisional round. Uh, I would have okay. went. I would have went one and one in the conference championship round. I thought. I thought Green Bay was going to use their home field advantage uh, to to pull it out. Um, and I and again, you can't. It's hard to pick against Tom Brady, but that's a teaser for what's going to come next week when we pick, make Super Bowl picks. That it is, and I I would have been the same way. I would have picked Green Bay as well, and. Uh, uh, it did not hurt my heart to see them lose, although all it meant when Tom Brady faced the Green Bay Packers was I was for sure rooting for the AFC in the Super Bowl. So we'll talk more about that next week, though. Everybody stay safe, stay warm, stay healthy, and uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>